Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to episode 50 of the G-Men Journal podcast. I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli, and today I am joined over the phone uh, by a very familiar guest to this podcast, Dylan Waxman. Hi, Ben. Um, This is going to be a very interesting podcast that we're doing. Yeah, all right. So today we are going to be ranking uh, the top 10 Giants of the Super Bowl era. Um, And we came up with a formula, um, which we will uh, present in a second, um, because we didn't just want to rank it off the top of our heads. Um, But before we get started today, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Chris J. Becquerel. If you're a small business and you're looking for an account to help with your tax needs, call Chris J. Becquerel, CPA. Chris J. Becquerel, who don't forget about the little guys. So big thanks to him for sponsoring this episode. And Dill, why don't you give the criteria or the formula for this? Yeah, okay. Um... So basically what we decided to do was break it up into like kind of percentages um, or like five, right? Five different categories for the yeah. Giants players. So the way we're going to do it is playoff success. So there's you can get up to 30 points from that. Um, uh, regular season success, which is like accolades in the regular season, such as like MVPs, all pros, pro bowls. Um, and then... Playoff success, by the way, is just based on your team winning in the playoffs. Like, if you get a Super Bowl, that's helpful to your resume. Um, then we have the, if you made the Hall of Fame, that's from 0 to 15 or 20. 20. And then Ring of Honor and Retired Numbers, which is from 0 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh- so and then we and then with that we gave each player grade out of hundred and then we just took the highest ten um, guy. We graded what fourteen guys overall, something like that. Thirteen, yeah, yeah fourteen. Fourteen guys overall. Um, we have so, a few honorable mentions. Yeah. So before we start, we'll start with our honorable mentions. Uh, we'll go from the bottom to the top of the four guys that didn't make the list that we did. Yeah. So number four is Joe Morris. Um, uh, yeah. Four. Running He's back in the 86 Super Bowl team. Yeah, the uh, number three honorable mention is Odell Beckham Jr., who, quite frankly, didn't have a long enough Giants career, and the teams that he were on were so atrocious that he just really didn't have a fair chance. Right, I mean, if we're talking skill, he's definitely, even in his five years, or not five, uh, was it five? Uh, yeah, five years, he showed... Or I guess four technically because he missed most of the first uh, 2017 season with an injury. That he might have more talent. He might have been better each year on the Giants than some guys who will be on this list. But the length and lack of team success really was a set right. for him. Yeah. So, um, and then number two uh, on this list is Jeremy Shockey, uh, tight end for the Giants for a while. Another guy, he um, was not on the team for as long. He was on the team for like six years, I think. Um, What, once again, like what put him ahead of Odell was the fact that the teams that he was on were way better. Um, Right. That like their regular season accolade, accolades, they were probably about the same. But um, Shockey had was on good teams, so that kind of propelled his playoff success, which led him to be higher than Odell on this honorable mentions list. 
Yeah, and then the last honorable mention we have here, a guy who was on our list um, originally, but then got cut as we used the formula on some more players, Amon Toomer. Yeah, um, I think he was better, or not better. I think he was worse than the guys, the guy who we based, not switched him out, but kind of substituted him with, right. um, who you guys will see in however much time. Um, yeah. Tumor also wouldn't have made the list to start if he didn't have the Super Bowl, probably. Um, that Super yeah. Bowl obviously helped. Um, even if he wasn't key in winning the Super Bowl, considering some Eli clutchness, David Tyree clutchness, Plaxico Burris touchdown, good defense. Technically, it wasn't his performance, but if you're looking at someone's resume, just it says Super Bowl. It doesn't say necessarily the por- performance in the Super Bowl unless they were an MVP. Right. The game. Yeah. All right, so we will move on and we will go 10 to 1. Okay, so in number 10 is a guy who we didn't have, I don't think, on the original list until we decided to make it Super Bowl era, Tiki Barber. Yeah, he wasn't on the original list of guys we were going to try the formula on. He made the he made the, the top 10 list and the list of guys we were trying to, we were going to do the formula on. Um, after we decided to make it so that it was the Super Bowl era. And the reason for that was because um, we got to some of the guys that were pre-Super Bowl era, and the Giants teams were so good. The Giants teams were so good because there was also, like, 10 teams in the league. Like, Frank Gifford had a perfect score. Right, and we both weren't comfortable with ranking Gifford our number one Giant of all time because he just quite frankly isn't. Um. So, and I'm sure the case would have been the same had we done some of the other guys pre-Super Bowl era. Right. Um, but we just decided to cut it because we didn't think that there was a way for it to be fair throughout. Um, so, yeah, so we just cut that there and made it Super Bowl era. But anyway, Tiki Barber is your number 10 guy. Tiki had 11 out of 30 for playoff success, 11 out of 20 for regular season success, and then 15 out of 15 for the Ring of Honor, making giving him a grade of 37 out of 100. Yeah, because what kind of screwed Tiki over in, at the, in the end of things was the fact that he retired one year before they won the Super Bowl. That's obviously helping him because he also made a Super Bowl in 2000 against the Ravens. Um, yeah, so I, I yeah, his... Happened. So, yeah, so if you... If he had stayed one more year, I think he would have then been – well, he would have been higher than the next guy. So I think he only would have moved up one spot okay. had yeah. he stayed okay. one That's more fine. year, but still. Yeah. All right, so as we just talked about, our next guy is Carl Banks. Um, Carl Banks, he was number nine. Um, yeah, so you'll, he – it happened that – he wasn't originally nine. So the guy who we tested, like, after we had done the rankings, actually moved all the way up, um, or not all the way up, but to eight, and you'll see who it is in a second. Um, Carl Banks had a very, once again, he was a guy who got bailed out by being on good Giants teams, like, which prevailed resumes of even, like, people like Odell and, because he didn't, he was on one playoff team that lost in the wild card round. 
Right. So, yeah. number eight on this list is OCU Manura, right? Yeah. So, so as I foreshadowed, yeah, this is the guy the... who we decided to test. Yeah, so this was the guy. Um, so, we had our rankings, and then I just kind of went back and tested the formula on some other guys. Some guys that just came to mind. I think Ozzy was one of the guys we considered testing the formula on originally. And then we um, didn't do it. Yeah. Ozzy kind of got the benef- uh, a bit of a benefit by being on two Super Bowl Giants right. teams. Um, giving him the 23 out of 30 grade, which kind of propelled him up the list a little bit. Um, but anyway, he was the number eight guy. Um, he had... Just going through, he had a twenty-three out of thirty playoff grade, uh, twelve out of tw- uh, twelve out of twenty regular season grade, zero for the Hall of Fame, fifteen out of fifteen for Ring of Honor, and his number's not retired, so he got a score of fifty out of a hundred. Yeah. So we should we move on to number seven on this list? Yep. Um, who is number seven? I managed to forget. Justin Talk. Justin Talk. Okay. Um, another guy who definitely benefited from being on two Super Bowl teams. Um, that being said, Justin Tuck was a very, very, very solid defensive player for all nine of his Giants years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would have would have been on this list had we just been ranking them. Probably. Probably, yeah, he probably would have been. Yeah, uh, maybe not if we were doing. If we were ranking them, he probably could have been this high up on the list. Um, maybe not. He maybe he wouldn't have been on the list had we done, or he probably he wouldn't have been on the list had we done pre Super Bowl era too. But he was one of the better post Super Bowl era Giants. So yeah, for sure. So to go through for talk, he had a twenty three out of thirty playoff grade, a tw- uh, a twelve out of twenty regular season grade. No Hall of Fame, 15 out of 15 for a Ring of Honor, and number not retired. So he actually got the exact same thing as OZU Manura, just realizing that now. Um, when I, I went, I put talk ahead when I was, when I went back and ranked OZ, um, because I felt that talk should still get the benefit of the doubt because he was on the list originally. Um, but he was on all the same teams that. Ozzy was on and had basically the same amount of success that Ozzy did. Um, I just think looking back, I think Justin Tuck was probably a better player than Ozzy was, but still two guys that were huge on that, uh, on some very good Giants defenses. Yeah. So we have number six on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So number six was Mark Bavaro. Thank you. Uh, No clue. Um, So... Yeah, another guy who I don't maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we added until we became or it became post Super Bowl era. Um, but yeah. like pretty much everybody else on this list, he was on one of the Super Bowl teams. Um, just minus Kiki, I guess. Um, I think. Right? No, he was on he was on both of the Super Bowl teams. He was on eighty six and ninety. No, 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 I know he was. I'm saying like most people on this list who were on Super Bowl teams, he benefited from. Right, said, yeah. Besides Tiki, who wasn't. Right, yeah, okay. That was my point. Um, yeah, so um, one of the better offensive players in Giants 
history, like, unlike every, pretty much most people on this list who are defensive players. Um, so I guess he stands out in that sense. Yeah, just going through, he barely edged out um, OZ and Justin Tuck um, because he had 22 out of 30 uh, for playoff, 14 out of 20 uh, for regular season, nothing for Hall of Fame, 15 out of 15 for Ring of Honor, number not retired. So he just edged them out uh, at 51. Uh, OZ and Justin Tuck were at 50. So he edged them out and gets the number six spot. Yeah. Um. So that that – Brings us to number five, who I believe is Harry Carson. Yeah, so uh, I'll go through and give his grades here. So he got a 13 out of 30 uh, for playoff. Um, Regular season is 20 out of 20. Hall of Fame, 20 out of 20. Ring of Honor, 15 out of 15. Number not retired, so he gets a score of 68 out of 100. Um, I think he would have been a lot higher on this list had he – stayed around and been on that 90 Giants team. So he won the 86 Super Bowl? Yeah, he was on the 86 Super Bowl. I think he retired in 88, I think, or something around there. It was Um, one of those. It was 88 or 89. Yeah, so he definitely would have got – he would have been higher on this list. He would have been, I think – uh, four. I think he would he would have been four, yeah. So only one spot higher had he stayed around. But anyway – um, that's our number five guy. So we're moving on to number four. Yeah. All right. Number four. I think at this point, everyone basically should have guessed our top four. Um, cause I think if you think about everyone that hasn't been named post Super Bowl era, that makes up your, your top four here. Uh, but anyway, our number four guy is Phil Sims. Yeah. Phil Sims is a guy who. We, I will just point out that we gifted him the Super Bowl that he was on the team for the season, just not right. for the Super Bowl. We mu- subtract that, and he's only fifth, right? Uh, yeah, that I think. 59, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I thought. Um, yeah, so I mean, the Super Bowl technically he didn't need it, but or the second Super Bowl counting to not be in the top five of this list. Um, Phil Sims is, as we've kind of previewed, a one of the best players in Giants history. He was going to be high on this list, even had we done pre-Super Bowl era. Um, maybe not if using the formula, but if we were ranking the best Giants of all time, he's still higher on this list than... Yeah. Or he's still probably around the same spot on this list. Yeah, probably. Um, so I'll go through and give his grades. He had a lot of playoff success with the Giants. As Dylan said, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Um, just for those of you who don't know, he was on the Super Bowl team in '86, but didn't play in the Super Bowl due to injury. He was on. He was on the team most of the year and helped them get to the playoffs. So I, we gave him that. But anyway, he had a lot of playoff success. Thirty out of thirty. I think he was the only perfect playoff grade. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, nine out of twenty for we for regular season, nothing in the Hall of Fame, which I think is, I I'm a firm believer that Phil Sims should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't. Know. He's not. I think. Um, I, I think it's possible. Yeah, but at this point, I don't think he's getting no. in. No. Uh, but fifteen out of fifteen for Ring of Honor, and his numbers retired. So 
That gives him a total of 69 out of 100, putting him at number four on this list. How much regular season success did he have? He, nine out of 20. Okay, right. So, once again, some regular season success or making the Hall of Fame would have really, like, boosted his, maybe not his position, but his amount of points, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, he would have slid up to three had he been or had he been inducted into Hall of Fame. And then, now this is for our top three. I think this is an unquestioned top three. I think everyone, if you ask, has this top three. It's just a matter of some people have it in different order. I think you would still have to have the same type of order that we have here. I guess you could probably switch two and three. I would switch um, two and three, but. Yeah, but anyway, our number three guy on this list is Eli Manning. Oh, God. Um, and Eli Manning could have potentially snuck up to number one on this list if he had any playoff success or regular season success whatsoever. Yeah. He made the two pro, four pro bowls, two pro bowls, um, and that was it, so. Yeah, so he made four pro bowls, and that's it, because – well, the thing you have to remember is Eli played in a very good era of quarterback. So, you know, he was never going to win an All-Pro because he was just never the best quarterback in the league. Right, he was, was always, always Brady or Brady, Roger. Manning, Rogers, Breeze. Right. Yeah. So it was always one of them. It was never Eli. So I don't think that's his fault. I think, like Dylan said, had he won or had he been on, like, an All-Pro team – or had he maybe had a great regular season and maybe, like, snuck out an MVP and throw in some more Pro Bowls, he's definitely – he maxes out there, which puts him still – that moves him – that would move him up to second. Um, he would still be behind – he would still be one point behind our number one guy. But anyway, um, Eli's grades are 24 out of 30 for playoff. 8 out of 20 for regular season. And then with this, we kind of had to assume that he was making the Hall of Fame. Um, because I think that Eli should be a Hall of Famer. Um, I think you could a- make an argument, or you could say that he's not, and he would still be in third on this list um, anyway. But I think it's I think it's a very interesting topic if Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. Because you look at those two playoff runs, and that's all he has, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like we said, the regular season success hurts him. Um, but yeah. And the last uh, <laughs> seven years hurt him also. But yeah, for sure. Um, but and he's definitely making the ring of honor. I would probably assume that his number is going to reti- get retired. Um, a guy that has brought two out of the four championships to this organization. But anyway, Eli Manning is number two on this list. Yeah. Or number three. Yeah. The number two guy is a bit controversial, but yeah. So, I mean, if I was ranking off the top of my head, I would probably put Eli in front just because the things he's done for the organization. But I think you know, like we're constantly saying, the the fact that he had basically zero regular season success really hurts him in this situation. And um, and my only thing with this formula that I think I told you, maybe I didn't, is we can't, or maybe I said it on the podcast at the beginning, we can't, we weren't, it's kind of hard to factor in how valuable something was, somebody was for their team. So Eli, if we're, re- like, we gave 10 points if you won a Super Bowl, so that's 
20 for Eli, 10 for Strahan. Um, if you really valued in to like value to the team, then we would have completely different scores. But we just decided to give everyone the same amount of points for Super Bowl. So, right, because I think it's always hard to compare across positions if you don't have like a set, like, because it's always hard to, you know, kind of like evaluate value across positions. Although I do agree with Dylan that Eli was definitely more valuable than Strahan to giant teams because, you know, but it's hard to like value because then you have to go through and you have to like put like a value on stat because then it depends like, are you valuing stacks or are you valuing touchdowns? Like it, it all depends. And that's, and that would probably depend based on who you ask. So that's why I think when you're ranking guys, you have to come up with a criteria and a formula that's, that makes sense across all positions. And so what we did here is we tried to focus on accolades, not necessarily stats, because that's, like I said, that's tough to compare stats across positions. So anyway, to give you the grace for Strahan, he had um, 22 out of 30 playoff success, 20 out of 20 regular season success, which there, the 20 out of 20 propelled him over Eli. Um, 20 out of 20 for the Hall of Fame, 15 out of 15 for the Ring of Honor, and 15 out of 15 for his number retired. Um, his number's not retired yet, um, although I did see a report um, earlier this year that it is that they're planning to, um, to retire it this upcoming NFL season. I mean, obviously, should it happen? Hopefully it happens. Um, but anyway, Strahan gets a grade um, of 92 out of 100 putting him at number two on this list. Okay. Um, so the number one guy. Obviously is LT Lawrence. Yeah, Mario. I think if you ask anyone who follows the Giants and knows enough about the Giants, they will tell you that Lawrence Taylor is the number one Giant of all time. Probably arguably the best defensive player of all time. Um, um. Another thing that's significant just on this list, not necessarily when you're talking about Lawrence Taylor as a whole, is I'm, I'm pretty sure if you take his MVP away from him, then he's not number one on this list. Yeah, that's actually true. You're right. Yes, what I thought. So, but that being said, if he didn't have the MVP, like you just vanished that season, potentially maybe we are considering, or maybe somebody is considering Strahan better than LT. I don't, I probably not, but that's an interesting scenario. Yeah, it is. It's interesting you bring that up. But anyway, the grades for LT 25 out of 30 playoff success, 20 out of 20 regular season, 20 out of 20 Hall of Fame, 20 out of, or 15 out of 15 Ring of Honor, 15 out of 15. Number retired, giving him a, the best score on this list of 95 out of 100. Yeah. Um, I think that was not, not, um, not hard when you were, if you were ranking, but when you see how he made it, like if you take away two Pro Bowls or one MVP, he's not number one. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit crazy. And I think kind of looking back on this, Strahan actually gets a very high grade. Whether he deserves that high of a grade or not, we could probably debate. Um, but anyway, that's our list. Uh, just to go through it once again, number one is Lawrence Taylor, two, Strahan, three, Eli, four, Sims, five, Harry Carson, six, Mark Rivaro, seven, Justin Talk, 
8, Ozzy Yumanura, 9, Carl Banks, and 10, Tiki Barber. Yeah. All right, so that's our list. So um, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Um, quick advertise, not really an advertisement. Um, I will be posting a podcast, hopefully with Ben, assuming he wants to do it with me on Friday. Um, we're basically, I know I've been doing like college basketball and like bracket, like stuff for the past like month. Um, but we're going to kind of go away from that for until next March Madness or something like that. Um, and I am going to basically do like a, pre-playoff or like kind of pre-playoff for the NBA like season in review like in case the regular season's over for each team that's either in contention for the playoffs if we have a more regular season or um or who's in the current playoff picture basically so make sure to check that one out Um, yeah guys if you don't listen to Dylan's podcast the BW podcast great podcast to listen to um, I'm on a bunch of those. Um, I think we put one out what yesterday. Yeah. Um, some more NCAA stuff, but um, that's it for this episode. You guys enjoyed uh, listening. This is kind of like the last uh, somewhat unique um, episode that I'll be doing. I did the Giants team rankings um, before, but anyway, after this, it's mostly going to be draft stuff as the draft is only 15 days away. Um, so just some quick notes, um, for the NFL, the draft will be all virtual. So basically we're going to have a draft where a bunch of GMs are basically just going to be on one big FaceTime call, um, telling the commissioner who they're drafting. So that'll be interesting. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Um, but anyway, from here on out, it's basically going to be a lot of draft stuff. Um, I'll probably have Dylan on a bunch of the draft stuff to get some of his takes as well. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed listening, and bye-bye.